Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flinnard. Your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Welcome to Enterprise Now on WQYLDB Radio. We have a wonderful show for you tonight. We have Mr. Claude McFarlane from the McFarlane Group. He has a ton of knowledge and wisdom that he's going to share share with us. But first, I want to thank everyone who had anything to do with the Hunger Task Force food drive that we just had um, back on August 5th. We had a phenomenal turnout. We actually had so many donations that we had to stack donations on either side of the box. So if you brought donations, if you got the word out, thank you so much. Thank you to our food vendors, Meat on the Street and Sunset Popcorn. I got nothing but good feedback and reviews on the food, both the the Meat on the Street and Sunset Popcorn. So thank you guys so much for coming out. Thank you so much to Forever Faded, who served as one of our drop-off locations. We had um, a about a three-quarter full box there. Um, so thank you again to Forever Faded for helping us out and partnering with us on this. Liberty Dance Center, thank you for performing for us and bringing donations. Also, Waukesha Extreme Dance Team, thank you so much for your support in performing at the Food Drive Celebration first annual. We're looking forward to next year. Thank you all again. I have with me a gentleman that I met, I will say, via social media. I was uh, scrolling down my, my timeline on Facebook one day and I saw some comments in, in the, under the video that I thought were interesting. So I said, hmm, let me click on this and, and see what this guy is, is saying. And so I clicked on the link and um, let me tell you, it was a phenomenal video. It inspired me and I was motivated by it. So I, I ended up reaching out to him and saying, hey, you know, I, I host this show, Enterprise Now, on WQIR Radio. Um, and would you like to come and, and tell people what, what, what it is that you do and, and who you are? Um, and he agreed graciously, and I appreciate that. And um, I have him with, here with me. So, Mr. Claude, thank you again for, for being with me. No, tonight. thank you for the invite. I appreciate and, it. And um, as usual, I, as I tell all of my guests, tell us about yourself. And uh, when I say tell us about yourself, I mean you can go all the way back to <laughs> where you were born and how you came up, or you can start with um, your more recent history, it's however you want to. You want to go? Okay. Now, I first want to warn you, I am a speaker, so you, know, right. you might have to stop me at we, some point. I'll we, keep going. But we, you, we have an hour. So all right. <laughs> that should be sufficient. <laughs> um, okay. So about me, you know, um, I was born here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, you know, and I reside on the, the north side of uh, Milwaukee and uh, went to Market High here in town. Um, from there, went to Purdue uh, University and I uh, got my electrical engineering degree. I'd been doing some internships with uh, GE Healthcare all throughout college. And okay. so afterwards, I wound up joining their um, sales, uh, technical sales program. And a lot of people were saying, well, you know, if you got an engineering degree, why do you go into sales? Because, you mm-hmm. know, engineers don't talk. Right. Um, I was one of those abnormal ones. Gotcha. Um, and I like to really understand technology, which I still do, mm-hmm. um, but really kind of connect the value of it as it's going to be used to the, you know, the end user. Um, 
uh, I like to assign that value. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, worked for a lot of uh, companies um, in Dallas and uh, Albuquerque, you know, traveled a lot from the Bay Area all the way to New York and okay. did some engineering consulting with them. Um, really liked the healthcare atmosphere and uh, decided to move back to Milwaukee um, to be around my uh, family from uh, the Dallas and, and New Mexico area and uh, really just wanted to uh, help my community out. Okay. You know, be a part of the community and, um, you know, make a difference, really, okay. and make a change. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, talk to us a little bit about what made you decide to go into engineering. Um, so, you mentioned you born and raised in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Being in that environment, what made, I guess, what put engineering on the radar for you? Uh, you know, honestly, my father did a lot of engineering, and I think that just my how I'm made up I like to figure out how things work Mm -hmm. I like to look at how complex things are and really understand how is that possible when I was younger I would look at planes in the sky and say so how is it that that multi-thousand ton thing of steel Mm -hmm. is floating Mm -hmm. in the air gotcha you know so I just question things a lot gotcha so curiosity sure and one thing that I, I heard in there and what kind of impacted me as well um, I don't know if you know this about me but uh, my, my track was engineering as well oh I didn't and know that. so um, when I was in high school I believe it was junior year um, I was uh, tutoring some uh, some kids mm-hmm. and I was kind of bored they were behaving that day and I picked up the encyclopedia and I picked up E I started going through the encyclopedia when they still had those, right? (laughs) Uh, And so I picked up uh, E, and I was kind of just going through it, thumbing through it, and I I stopped on electrical or electronics. And by the end of the class, I said, hmm, I think that's what I want to do. And so that's how, you know, that's how I got into it. Good, good. So I I think that's important that just the curiosity and the exposure. Um, You talk about not only engineering, but whatever the field might be, just having kids be exposed to different options and, sure. and and giving them hope and the confidence that they can actually do it is, is super important. Mm-hmm. So tell us what tell us what you have going on. A lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot. You know, just in in, in my personal life, mm-hmm. in my professional life, um, my spiritual life. I, I I I it's hard. I think, and this is one of the challenges that I bring into my business mm-hmm. is. How do you stay consistently the same person gotcha. when you try to grow yourself in all mm-hmm. these different avenues mm-hmm. and you've got to remain the same Claude? Right. You know, when all those different areas areas demand a different side of you mm-hmm. and that that's hard sometimes. So, you know, what I have going on with me is, you know, I'm a dad. I have three little ones. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, right now I work with a healthcare company where I do clinical analytics and predictive, you know, statistics okay. uh, for them. I have my business, which does a lot of uh, speaking, you know, whether it be motivational or professional and business consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually, uh, fairly recently, like yesterday, um, started a different branch of, of my business uh, in investing. So stocks and option trading, as well as real estate. Um, with with uh, five other um, very wonderful guys, uh, very spiritually driven, you know, professional men that are all fathers and mm-hmm. are looking to go to that next stage of, of life. Gotcha, gotcha. So tell us a little bit more about the speaking. Um, I started as soon as I could talk. Okay. <laughs> you know, I uh, I was there um, in high school. It was a funny story. Um, in high school, I was actually voted to give my uh, graduation speech. Okay. And usually that traditionally goes to like a valedictorian mm-hmm. or salutatorian or yeah, someone yeah. like that. And um, we put a vote out for the entire senior class. And I think I got around 90% okay. of the student body's mm-hmm. vote to give the speech. So I didn't recognize it at the time. But um, I think that was one of the, the first segues, you mm-hmm. know, to having those raw skills gotcha. to actually go and speak. Mm-hmm. And so um, as time went on, I realized that I was usually the one that was in front of the group. Gotcha. Um, naturally kind of migrated towards a leadership role. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to build and grow uh, business. And so it really fostered the the skill and the craft of being able to, to speak to a group, um, speak to individuals, and uh, from the sales side, translate your idea into value. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So what do you speak about? Everything. Um, 
I usually like to speak about motivational aspects okay. as it relates to knowing who you are, um, finding your purpose, your passion in life. Um, one of the key aspects to my business is a concept called Rise. Um, about a little over maybe a year and a half ago, I went through a very, very rough time. And I could honestly say I was at the bottom. And the only thing I could do was rise. And so I took that concept pretty literally in my life mm -hmm. and built an acronym around it. And so the RISE stands for reinvention and redefinition of self, inspiration, spirituality, and empowerment. And if I found a word that fit that started with S, I would get it because <laughs> I think that spirituality is, is key to my rise mm -hmm. and key to all of our um, abilities to find out our purpose and passion in life. Mm -hmm. But rise seemed to fit you know, the marketing model and yes. everything else. So, you know, I, I, I kind of um, take that acronym and, and really apply it to my life. Okay. So you you hit on a couple of really good points there. Um, knowing who you are mm -hmm. and knowing your purpose. It's funny that we, I mean, as entrepreneurs, business owners, it's how important it is to know who you are, right? Because yes. as you mentioned, um, part of knowing who you are and, and your purpose and the spiritual aspects of it, that'll guide decisions that you make, not only in your personal life, but in your, your business life as well, right? Absolutely. Because your business is going to be an extension of you. Mm -hmm. um, the decisions you make and the, the partnerships you decide to enter into, all of that's going to come from knowing you, who you are mm -hmm. and knowing your purpose. So talk to us a little bit more about knowing your purpose and how you help people do that. Um, okay, well, you know, the second part of my business really focuses around uh, manhood and, and, and that purpose. And mm -hmm. I, I really like to expand it a little bit and call it, one, spiritually driven, two, professional, and three, men. Okay. Because that's what I am. I, I can relate to that because that's what I am. I don't gotcha. know what it's like to be a spiritually driven professional woman, mm -hmm. right? right? And not to say that's not important, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm speaking on something that I can physically and tangibly relate, relate to, to yeah. you know and so what i found at least as it related to me was that it was it was being one way at church on sunday mm. and then you go to work on monday and you kind of fall into the corporate atmosphere okay and then you're driving home by yourself mm -hmm. and it's only you and you right and sometimes you find yourself being three different people mm. You know, and you really need to uh, be continuous. I had a, a mentor of mine, and I was sitting in his office downtown one time, and um, he said he took an assessment test and was really happy at the fact that he wound up being continuous in all the different mm. areas of his life. And mm -hmm. I looked at myself like that and said, I don't think I am. Gotcha. And saw that that really contributed to some of the mistakes I thought I was making, some mm -hmm. of the downfalls that I had, some of the things that I wasn't happy with with myself. Gotcha. And so I really kind of looked at it and said, well... I'm going to, you know, integrate myself and really uh, network with uh, church going, you know, people, mm -hmm. you know, and then on, on Wednesday, I'm going to talk to, you know, the professional crowd and go network. Gotcha. And then I'm also going to make sure I look at who's in my group as friends. And I'm thinking to myself, why are those three separate times? Mm. That should be I should those should all be similar people. Right. That I surround myself with. I should be similar in all of those aspects. And mm -hmm. so what that really brought about the root of that that I found was really figuring out who I was first. You know, not living my life based off of other people's perspectives or perceptions of what I should be doing or who I am, mm -hmm. but mine. Gotcha. I'm the one living the life. I'm right. the one that's in this body. Mm -hmm. And so I really looked at it and said, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Like, what did you put me for, here for? Mm -hmm. Once I asked that question, and that just happened to be when I was falling flat on my face, it's funny how God has a tendency to do that, <laughs> exactly. right? Or allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. um, I really stripped away all of the distractions and all the things that was that were keeping me from finding out who I was. Okay. And so that's how I discovered, you know, to answer your question, how I discovered who I was mm -hmm. and what my true purpose and passion was in this life. Gotcha, gotcha. If you just if you're just joining us, I am sitting down with Claude McFarland of the McFarland Group. And I want to mention that we are broadcasting from the Steaming Cup here in Waukesha, Wisconsin. So thank you so much um, to the Steaming Cup for allowing us to be here and to broadcast from their um, from their lovely shop here. I w we was actually we were actually just here yesterday. My wife uh, ordered the uh, the lavender latte. So if you haven't had that at the Steaming Cup, you have to try it. It's uh, it's very tasty. I couldn't necessarily drink it just because I'm I'm staying away from sweetened beverages right now. But when I'm when I'm finished. 
I think I'm on a countdown. Let's see. Uh, Sunday. Sunday is the day. I'll be back here at the Steaming Cup to to try that lavender latte. See, so. the fact that, that, that you're counting down the days. Like, I am counting down the days. That, that, that tells me something. You got a yes. sweet tooth. And, you know, I, I do. Vanilla lattes do. are like my kryptonite. <laughs> so after we're done here, we're going right out there to go grab a vanilla latte. I hope they, I hope they get it ready for us. You know? Yeah, yep, yep. So if you're um, just joining us again, like I said, I, I have Claude McFarland here, and he's, he's taking us through um, how he found his purpose and how he figured out who he was. Um, those are very important things. And one of the things that I heard in your answer was, well, well two things. I heard a self-assessment and I heard self-awareness, right? It's, it's, my opinion is that it's very difficult to understand who you are if you don't have a self-awareness and you're not assessing yourself right yeah so talk to us a little bit about that what made you want to assess yourself um i felt that i think it's something that we we all kind of dabble in you know we 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 go to school and we get our diplomas or geds or whatever level of education Mm -hmm. whether it be secondary primary you know college doctor whatever it is right mm-hmm. like we, we go and we kind of fit into this mold of what society tells us we should do mm-hmm. i remember steve jobs you know had had written a speech or given a speech on that and it really resonated with me because um i sat there and i said well what is it that i'm supposed to do mm-hmm. i don't know but i gotta go to work and i gotta make money right mm-hmm. so i gotta take care of the kids and right. the bills and all that stuff and yep. that becomes so in our face that we almost, quote unquote, don't have time to think about what we want. Mm-hmm. We think about what we have to do. Right. And for me, it slapped me in the face because I lost everything. Gotcha. I, you know, truth be told, in all transparency, I had gotten into an accident mm-hmm. that was my fault. Totaled my car. Mm-hmm. And lost my job right after that. Wow. So no car, no job, mm-hmm. was no money, right. which means no house. Mm-hmm. So I lost a lot, and I remember when I um, it was it was fairly soon before I had to vacate my apartment mm-hmm. at the time, and that's hard for me. You know, I'm thinking I've got I went to a great high school, I've got a mm-hmm. great degree from a great university. Why am I in this situation? Mm-hmm. And I heard nothing from God. I was laying on the kitchen floor, just bawling my eyes out. To be completely honest with gotcha. you, almost yelling at God. You know, <laughs> saying. You know, I get it. I know I messed up. Why are you doing this to me so much? Mm. And God's looking at me like, why are you doing it to yourself? Mm. You know, that's what came into my spirit. And mm-hmm. he didn't really even answer me at that point. It wasn't until later when I was in a really tight spot. And I had nothing. Nothing. Mm. And nobody to turn to. No mm. money to buy it out. No, no, I couldn't use any kind of sales skills or any mm. of that stuff gotcha. to get myself out. Mm. God had me pinned down to the ground and mm. kept me there. Gotcha. Until he looked at me, and I remember hearing in my spirit, are you done? Mm. Can you hear what I'm saying to you now? Are you finished? Mm-hmm. Do you realize who's in charge here? And, and, I, and I said, okay, <laughs> I got it. All the vanity, all the stubbornness, all mm-hmm. the salesmanship, mm-hmm. all of that had to go. It was out of the window. Gotcha. It was me in my raw, raw sense. So at that point, it's like, okay, when you don't have anything, you kind of say, what am I supposed to do? Right. What am I supposed to do? And mm-hmm. by asking that question, God said, do what I put you here for. Look mm-hmm. in your heart. Mm-hmm. What do you like to do? I'm not going to have you go and pursue something that you don't like to do. And mm-hmm. I think as people, we need to do that, right? We have to like say, what do I want to do with my life is actually inside of you. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I don't want to be a pilot because I'm scared of heights. I probably shouldn't. <laughs> if I'm ever a pilot, get off the plane. <laughs> you know, it's going to freak me out. Mm-hmm. And it's going to freak you out, too, as soon as we get off the, the, the ground. Mm-hmm. And that's it, mm-hmm. you know. But to speak and to motivate people and to know that I had an intricate part based off of what came out of my, my mouth, based off what came out of my spirit, mm-hmm. to help people when they go, aha. You know, when that eureka light bulb turning on over their head goes on. Mm-hmm. And it, it, just, it just does something, man. It's electric. Yep. It lights me up. Gotcha. And I'm like... I did that. Okay, I want to go help more people. Mm-hmm. You know, when I look at some of the speakers I like, like Les Brown and, and Gary Vaynerchuk mm-hmm. and, you know, all those people, I, uh, I, I'm like, I'm looking at them on stage. I remember I went to this uh, conference called Get Motivated, and I'm seeing all these people up on stage, and I'm listening to what they're saying, mm-hmm. but all I'm thinking is, I can do that. 
I want to do that. Yeah, just, I'm like I'm like about jumping out of my seat, going, I need to be up there. It's like, give me so, that microphone. Give me that microphone. I can talk. <laughs> I do it right now. I don't need any practice, you know. And so it really just said, that's what I really like to do. Okay. Now you have to hone your skill. Right. You have to perfect your craft. Mm-hmm. Put the work in, which I'm doing. Gotcha. But as far as the raw essence of my purpose, my passion, and what I'm supposed to do, it's supposed to be to speak to people more specifically to minister to people. Mm-hmm. What God wants me to tell them, mm-hmm. and based off of the skill set that I have and can develop. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. So tell us, um, switching gears a little bit, tell us a little bit about how you structured your business. Because um, I, I heard you say you have a, a few different things going on. Mm-hmm. So how do you structure that, or how do you navigate between uh, the, the different functions or the projects that you have going on? Right. Um, there, there's, there's a lot of aspects to it. Um, when I first started and said, okay, I want to do this as a business, it was to not only fulfill my passion, but, you know, have other income. The job that I was looking for, the job that I finally got, you Mm -hmm. know, wasn't providing the income levels that I needed to sustain, you know, bills or other monies that I needed, you know, for expenses, overall expenses. Gotcha. So I said, okay, how can I take this passion of mine and what I really like to do and create revenue out of it? Okay. Um, I I went ahead and went on, like, LegalZoom Mm -hmm. and... Found out the cost. It was great. It was easy, very simple. You know, it was about you know three hundred bucks or so. It wasn't bad. Um, you get to write it off after. Mm-hmm. And I really just let the questions and how I solve problems, you know, provide material for what I was I was teaching on and and speaking on. Okay. So it was kind of like what I heard that you can have a lot of tax write offs and benefits by owning your own business. Mm-hmm. What are those things? And I would reach out to people that I thought were subject matter experts. Some of them were, some of them weren't. Mm-hmm. And I just documented all that and said, why don't I do that? Why don't I teach people? So I'm working with a partner right now in Dallas to create you know, a project where I teach entrepreneurs in particular mm-hmm. the benefits of having a business. How do they manage their taxes? How do they manage their expenses? Gotcha. You know, those are all things that we need to know. Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, I really want to kind of, I heard, I heard, Every time I looked at people that had like a lot of money and were well off and okay, <laughs> they were either investing in something, they were doing stocks, bonds, trading, you know, something like that, mm-hmm. or especially real estate. Okay. And so again, I'm not recreating the wheel. I just go find the people that are the best at it, find out their best practices and start to, you know, throw a little bit of clod in there and make it my own. Gotcha. Right. So that's why we started, you know, uh, Vision Capital uh, Investment Group uh, yesterday. Okay. To really kind of talk about uh, how to do uh, real estate investment, um, whether it be uh, commercial or residential, rehabbing, wholesaling. I mean, I don't know how to do all that stuff. I didn't take a course on that, but I found four other brothers that did. Mm-hmm. And I put them together in a room and said, you see the value we can bring to each other? Mm-hmm. Let's form a company. Gotcha. And it's done. You know, So that's how we really have to take what's in us, our passion that's mm-hmm. in us. And build a business out of it. Every challenge, every problem, every hardship that you have, if you really look at it, could be a business opportunity. Mm-hmm. You're not the only one in the world going through that. You know, so make a business out of it and teach others, help others. Gotcha. So I have so many questions. All right, let's do it. <laughs> we got what, 45 more minutes? I'm good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what I heard you say is you reached out to the these subject matter experts mm-hmm. and you asked questions one, one of the thing that I, things that I think is is important um, highly important is being being uh, first of all is knowing people right because for the most part people love to talk about themselves sure. and they love to talk about what they know I know so it. you'd be amazed how easy it is to call up a person and say hey you know well tell me about this and they'll They'll tell you. Right. So, but I think that the realization is is key, right? Because I think most people don't know that, or they 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 feel like if they were to reach out, they wouldn't get their questions answered. But like you said, just reach out. Right. The worst thing that could happen, they could tell you to get lost. That's just it. And then you still have the same amount of information that you had when you started. Right. So, but if you don't, you you you'll never know. But it's like we almost have this kind of preconceived notion that we shouldn't do that. That, you know, yeah, I took a couple courses, mm-hmm. you know, I had this couple seminars and I found the free ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and then and, I, and when I found the free ones, again, I think this is just my nature. You know, LZ, I went to the instructor 
And I was like, so you own this thing, right? Mm-hmm. He said, yeah. I said, so give me your three best practices on how, if you were me, you would start something like this for yourself. Mm-hmm. How did you? You know, when I'm in Starbucks and I'm eardropping and I hear somebody <laughs> talk about, yeah, we've got to go ahead and get these investments in because there are a couple properties I go over. And I just, you know, it, it's almost like people get scared and think it's unorthodox to go <laughs> ask somebody a question. I went over to the guy and said, hey, I heard you talking about investments. What do you do? Mm-hmm. How do you do it? Yep. You ever see that movie, The Pursuit of Happiness? Mm-hmm. He said... He walked to the guy that walked out of the Ferrari yep. and went up to him and said, what do you do and how do you do it? <laughs> exactly. And the guy set him on the road mm-hmm. to become, he don't have to worry about money. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. and mo- money is not everything. Mm-hmm. But I really believe that God didn't allow us or want us to be broke. I, I always go back to the... Um, the parable of Peter, mm-hmm. you know, when uh, Jesus said, throw your net, throw your net, caught so much fish, he didn't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think he did with all that fish? You know, Jesus also told him, come follow me, leave everything and come follow me. Mm-hmm. I would venture to guess, and this is just my opinion, that he sold so many fish that he had more money than he knew what to deal with. Mm-hmm. He had his wife, he had his kids. Mm-hmm. Now they're taken care of. And he could go do what Jesus wanted him to do. And so the point of that is listen and align yourself spiritually. Mm. You will get the knowledge that you need and don't start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Don't start interpreting it and manipulating it and putting <laughs> you into it. Just just do what God tells you to do. Mm-hmm. And he will take care of you enough so that you can fulfill what he wants you to do. Right. You will get blessed mm-hmm. and he will get done what he wants. Mm-hmm. As opposed to you trying to do it yourself, and then you're asking all these questions and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. you know. And what I've learned is that as I'm doing what God wants me to do, doors are opening up. Mm-hmm. You're looking at my Facebook page. You're telling me to come in here, and now mm-hmm. this, this message resonates out to other people that mm-hmm. might call me and tell me to come speak and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just the Lord has a way of taking – he likes to take something that's nothing mm-hmm. and making something out of it. Exactly. And I was at my lowest point. I felt like I was nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's when he decided to say, there we go. I'm going to show you what you can do when you attach yourself to me. Mm. Gotcha. So really, and and we talk about this all the time, it's a mindset shift, right? It's it's shifting your mindset from what you you feel you have to do to what you feel, to what you know you were called to do. And and being able to, to suffer a little bit, right? Because it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking, I was talking to a, um, a guy yesterday, and he was just saying how his journey has been up, down, jagged, all around. Sure. And, but that's the process, right? And, and that's true in life and in business. Um, so talk to us a little bit about partnership and how important that is. Um, you know, I was just referring to the, the food drive that we had. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have done that without all the people, and there was a, a handful of people that right. were involved in some kind of way, um, from the people who came to perform, to the people who brought donations, mm-hmm. to Hunger Task Force. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about how important partnership is. Partnership is great because it makes you realize that you just can't do it all on your own. You know, when we started this this uh, real estate company and, and, and investment you know, company. I I really wanted to get involved. I mean, like I said, I heard that everybody did real estate and they just making buku bucks, Mm -hmm. man. They were just, they were okay. I said, well, I want to do that, but I don't have the time, the resources or the money to really put into that right now. Gotcha. You know, so I just went back to my basic principle was find somebody that knows it, Mm -hmm. partner with them. Now, let's say, you know, just for the sake of round numbers, I could do this all on my own you know, do some real estate deals and get, you know, 50 grand. Mm-hmm. That would be great. That'd be really great. With my five partner or my other four partners with mm-hmm. five of us total, well, we're only going to get 10 grand. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get it a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get it, uh, you know, in, in a way that's more solidified. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a role. Right. Everybody's good at something. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really you know, extends the principle of the fact that when you come together and collaborate, mm-hmm. you can get abundantly and above more done mm-hmm. with more of an impact than if you just try to go at this by yourself. Right. Many, many hands make light work. Yeah. Takes a village to raise a child. I mean, you could, <laughs> let's think of all the parables that exist out there. It's kind of like, you know, we, I was watching the Olympics 
you know, and uh, it was uh, U.S. against Jamaica. And, you know, my family, my background is Jamaican. So, okay. you know, I cheer for a little bit of both. But I'm kind of like, okay, Hussein, go ahead, run your thing, you know. <laughs> but um, I look at when, when, when one person runs the 100-meter dash, mm-hmm. yeah, they run it in a little under 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. When those guys run together in a four-by-one relay, mm-hmm. you know, four-by-100-meter yep. relay, their times are significantly slower. Mm-hmm. Or, or faster, rather, Guessing. because now you got four people working to go around the track. Mm-hmm. If you took a guy and had him run around the track one time, mm-hmm. great, runs pretty fast. Right. But when you take four people and just have them do a little bit of work mm-hmm. as best and as fast as they can, yep. times go down. Mm-hmm. Right? Times yep. go down. Yep. So we got we got to say, if we can just collaborate, if I can get my guys in my team mm. to work on their stuff, stay in their lane, mm-hmm. and relay expectations. Yep. Then we're good. Gotcha. We're good. Yeah, that makes a, that makes a ton of sense. Um, and you think about the fact that, like you said, you have your four guys, right? And and if you're a good strategist, you put your fastest guy last, right? right. Because you want him to be the one, him or her, mm-hmm. to to bring you home. He's right. the, he's the he or she is the oh, anchor. Yeah. You know that. You know if you. I was watching the um, the, the swimming uh, the relay uh, with Michael Phelps and mm-hmm. those guys. So they had a strategy. They knew. Um, the opposing country's style, right? Who who they were going to have in, in in what order? So what they did was is they um, they had a strategy. They said, okay, you you swim first because we know that you'll at least draw even to the person who's going up against you. You go second. Now we we know that the guy who's coming up, he's their best guy for whatever reason. They put him second. So we're going to put you up against him just to kind of maintain. And, you know, make sure that we, you know, that we're still in the race. Right. And the third guy, you know, you just give it all you got. And then Michael Phelps, you you do what you do. So that principle is super, super important. I think that's a that's a really good point. And yeah. it, it applies. I'll tell you another thing about that, though, that you have to watch out for in uh, collaboration. Mm-hmm. You got to watch out to not be too siloed. Gotcha. You know, and what I mean by that, for anyone that doesn't know, is... Sure, you have separate branches, certain mm-hmm. things that people are good at, mm-hmm. but you got to have communication. Mm-hmm. They need to flow with each other. Um, you know, at my, my current job, you know, we, we, and in a lot of corporate America, it's, well, here's the idea and here's the strategy. Mm-hmm. And then you go through a hypothesis and then you do the functional blocks yep. and then you put the thing together and then you test it mm-hmm. and then you take it to market and see what it does. And then you, you know, you come back and you reverse engineer it mm-hmm. and you do some evaluation and all that. And if one part of that cog, doesn't work Mm -hmm. it's almost like you have to go back to the beginning and redo it again Mm -hmm. and i think that's an old traditional model gotcha you know waterfalled model now in order to really get the most bang for your buck so to speak Mm -hmm. you've got to be able to have all the different pieces fluidly working and and interacting with each other as much as possible. Gotcha. You know, um, the person that's going to be doing the testing needs to talk to the person that's doing the product development so Mm -hmm. they know what they should be testing. Yep. You know, when I'm working within my group and somebody's going to do analysis and technical, you know, um, strategy on a house, they need to tell me what they're going to be doing so I can ask those questions up front. Save time, Mm -hmm. you know, save effort. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a problem. One of the problems, I'll say, that um, I'm having a lot of conversation with people in the community about, you know, now I I just had a meeting earlier today um, where I was talking to uh, an African-American group that. You know, it's talking about, you know, the whole thing that happened at Sherman, Sherman mm-hmm. Park, mm-hmm. the riots and looting. It's just 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 a bad situation. Yep. And it's like, well, this group's going to do this and that group's going to do this. And I'm like, why don't you all sit in a room? Everybody give their opinion. Mm-hmm. Get a whiteboard, get a projector, mm-hmm. write all this stuff down and don't come out until you have a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing something that's great. That's mm-hmm. fine. But not one group. Can right. solve the city's problems. Mm-hmm. Order lunch because it's probably going to be a long <laughs> meeting. Mm-hmm. Write the stuff down. Constructively criticize each other. Mm-hmm. Let's see what works, what doesn't. What do you need in order to make this idea work? Don't say it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. We sometimes say that, well, this is either a good idea or it's not. Right. It's a good idea or it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You can have two opinions that are both good ideas. Mm-hmm. But you have to collaborate them. You have to work together and not silo the answer. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Gotcha. Some stuff. Some of your stuff sounds good. 
The other stuff, I don't know if it's going to work. In mm-hmm. fact, why don't we just take my stuff to replace that, mm-hmm. and now we've got a greater good. And, you know, we're moving faster. Mm-hmm. We've got more of an impact, just like we talked about with collaboration. Right. So it's it's important to collaborate, but it's also important not to stay too siloed. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much for that, that insight. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Enterprise Now on WQYLDB Radio. You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flinnard. Your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. I'd like to welcome our premier sponsor of the Enterprise Now radio show, the Waukesha County Technical College Small Business Center. The WCTC Small Business Center is a community service initiative of the college with one primary mission to help entrepreneurs start and grow small businesses in southeastern Wisconsin. The center offers a variety of low-cost to no-cost resources, including non-credit courses, services, and networking events, all designed to help real-world entrepreneurs succeed. Remember that passion without action is just a hobby. For more information, visit www.wctc.edu smallbusiness, then contact center manager Russ Roberts directly at 262-695-3468 or you can email Russ at rroberts at wctc.edu You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha The talk and music you want to hear So if you're just joining us we're back on Enterprise Now on WQYLDB Radio I'm talking with Mr. Claude McFarlane President and CEO of the McFarlane Group and we we were talking a little bit about partnership and collaboration, um, but the other qu- follow up question that I have for you is, talk to us about how how important it is to be confident enough to collaborate, because mm-hmm. oftentimes the reason people don't is because they're intimidated, or they may be um, jealous, or they may just not have the level of um, assurance in their own abilities to to reach out and say, well, Claude, let's let's partner on this. Sure. So talk to us um, a little bit about about that aspect of collaboration. Well, you know, Elsie, it's it's like uh, you don't know what you don't know, but you have to be smart enough to know that. <laughs> you know, you have to know that you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And there's certain things that maybe your perspective just isn't enlightened to yet. Mm-hmm. And, if, and so you have to remain open-minded. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. Ask other people's perspectives. I, I never understood. I think it was Steve Jobs that said that you don't hire someone to do what you tell them to do. Mm-hmm. You hire them so that they can tell you what the best way is to do it. Right. They've got an expertise. They've got a skill set. And obviously you hired them for a reason, so let them do their job. I understand everybody's got a strategy, but if if it was so good, why don't you do it? Why don't you tell me that when we had the interview, right? <laughs> you're hiring me because, you know, you're a millennial that has great software experience and knows how to build apps. You use apps. You realize that, you know, um, things have changed. But you're getting that from a, a C-level person that maybe the way they did business before as a salesperson was, you know, they traveled without uh, a phone mm-hmm. with Google Maps. Mm-hmm. You know, they had, I had my old boss when I was in Dallas told me, you know, he used to have quarters upon quarters in his pocket. Why? Payphone. Wow. That's how you made calls. Mm-hmm. If you got lost or if an appointment canceled, mm-hmm. you, you know, I, when I was doing it, I had my, my Google Maps printed out. <laughs> so I had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, some things you just don't know. Times change. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be respective. I had somebody uh, one time I was given a... Um, uh, a consulting gig and this individual just did not want to use email they yes. were like i just can't stand email it totally eliminates you know the, the conversation and, and whatever mm-hmm. i said well how do you document what was said mm-hmm. you know in our in our day and age that piece of information that was relayed could be shared between multiple people mm-hmm. 
and we've all played the game telephone, right? Right. If you just keep talking it through, the message is going to get skewed. So you mm-hmm. want to have a record. So that's where email is important. I totally understood this individual's point, mm-hmm. and they did have a really good point. Mm-hmm. But it's not one or the other. Mm-hmm. Email and phone could be used interchangeably, separate in some cases. One might be better than the other. One might not be. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to you have to learn that there are certain things that you don't know. You have to learn that you need to learn mm. constantly, mm-hmm. constantly. As I'm going through real estate, as I'm going through investing, as I'm going through speaking even, mm. I can't speak to every audience the same way. Right. You know, when I'm talking to a group of urban youth, it's different than when I'm talking to uh, a college prep school. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. Yep. Right? The message, the principle is the same, rather. The mm-hmm. principle of what I'm trying to relay is the same. Yep. But how the message is relayed, mm-hmm. how the communication is being exercised mm-hmm. will dictate if the audience gets it. Right. They've got a unique perspective. Mm-hmm. And I really think, Elsie, if we stop thinking about our perspective so much... Mm-hmm. And address things looking through the eyes of the other person's perspective. Mm-hmm. It would not only change what we say, mm-hmm. it'll change how we say it. Gotcha. That's gotcha. for sure. Gotcha. Good stuff. Good stuff. One um, one thing that I that I said a few weeks ago, um, we did a, a show and we were talking about purpose. We were talking about um, you know confidence and, and that type of thing. And I always tell people that you are uniquely qualified to accomplish your mission in life. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can do that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even matter if they do the exact same thing. You are uniquely qualified to accomplish your mission. Mm-hmm. Now the challenge is figuring out what that mission is. Yeah, but once you do, tough. once you do, nobody else can do your mission like you. Right. So I think that's super important. So let's switch gears a little bit and and let's talk about um, kind of on, along the same lines of collaboration partnership. What do you? What kind of characteristics or qualities do you look for when you're looking for potential people people to potentially collaborate with? Well, uh, you know, you have to take a couple different perspectives. You have to make sure that your business interests are aligned. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that I'm trying to get out of this uh, deal or this partnership? Um, what's my end goal? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the value that I'm trying to extract from this? You know, those are some of the tangibles that you have to really identify mm-hmm. um, in order to have a successful partnership. But, you know, you also have to make sure your interests are aligned. I feel confident, you know, currently with the members of our real estate team and investment team because we're all men. Mm-hmm. We're all African-American men. We're all fathers. So when we have meetings mm-hmm. and somebody tells me that they've got to call in because kid's sick. Yep. Kids tired, kids cranky. Mm-hmm. Or I, wife had to go somewhere. I've got the kid. <laughs> you know, I can't bring him over. I can't meet at this place. Mm-hmm. I I have a perspective uh, that's shared with that individual as to why gotcha. it's not going to be well. This has this is a meeting. You're a partner. You need to be here. Mm-hmm. In some cases, yes, I get it. But because I have a shared perspective with that person, mm-hmm. I can understand where they're coming from. So I think to answer your question in one way, it's, you know, making sure that you have a shared perspective with the people you choose to partner with. Mm -hmm. Now, not everybody's perfect. And and this this isn't going to be, you know, a perfect fit. Sometimes it's going to be putting, you know, a square peg in a round hole a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yep. And that can't work. Right. But that doesn't mean they can't get close. Mm -hmm. In that case, you better find an adapter. (laughs) And what I mean by that is. Just because you and one partner may not work, you might have shared value that could help both of your organizations. Gotcha. And finding a middle ground, mm-hmm. something that caters to both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a fundamental we're talking about even in your relationships, your personal relationships. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see eye to eye. Right. You know, one person wants McDonald's, one person wants Burger King. Mm-hmm. Well, I just like this. You know what? But we both like tacos. <laughs> so let's just go get some tacos. All right. A funny story. I, I don't know if, if, if anyone else who's out there who's married experiences this. But so every Sunday, me and my family after church, we, we go out and we have lunch. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, that was like the most contentious part of the day because it's like, I want this. It's like, no, well, I want this. Mm-hmm. And then my little one, she's like, well, no, I want this. And it would, it would blow your mind 
to see us in a car. Like, we're families, right? And we're just like, we can't make a decision. Right. It's like, this should be simple. Right. We're all hungry. We all want to eat. Why can't we figure out mm-hmm. a, a, a specific place to eat? And to your point, what, what we ended up doing is we said, okay, one Sunday, mom gets to pick. No one else can have any input. Perfect. Doesn't matter what you want. It's mom's turn. Next Sunday, because for fellas who are married, newly married or about to be married, mama's happy. Everyone's happy. Right. Okay. So mom chooses first, right? So second, the second week, dad chooses. Mm-hmm. No complaints. No imp- Dad chooses. Next week, the little one chooses. And we rotate. It's so amazing now. We get out. Uh, we walk out of the, and we get in the car and we're like, where we're eating and it's done mm-hmm. so I think having that understanding we, we talked about roles collaboration and having that consensus attitude um, that mindset that um, I think part of it too is just wanting to, the other person to succeed like sure. I want Claude McFarlane to, to be on TV and to say, oh, I remember when, you know, we did the interview on Enterprise. Now, I, I genuinely want you to have the, the most success possible. Right. So I think when you're involved in situations like that, it's easier to collaborate that way because, you know, you have a person who's in, on your team that genuinely cares about your success. Right. Like, I genuinely want to make sure that everyone has a, a yummy meal and, yeah. and that they're happy, yeah. right? So I'm like, okay. I don't want CC's pizza this week, but that's what she wanted. That's what we agreed on. Sure. And I'm 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 a leader, right? And so I have to to practice what I preach, and and that's what and that's what we do. That's so, right. but but to your point, that applies to business as well, right? It does. You you lay out the the ground rules out. You say, okay, guys, here's your role. Here's what we expect you to do, and you know we have a consensus attitude. Right. So you may not agree with that property that we chose, but here's why we chose it. And we we've agreed that this is how we're going to choose, mm-hmm. so that that's what the team does. Yeah. So it's amazing how how closely aligned the two lives are. Sure. To your earlier point, sure. when you have all those things in alignment, how things began to just flow. Right, and I, and I like that example, and you know to kind of take it to the next level on that to talk about things you look for and in collaboration mm-hmm. and perspective and yep. all that. People get so mad and focused sometimes so much on the fact that they didn't get what they wanted. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Look, what was your goal mm-hmm. in going to the restaurant? To eat. <laughs> to eat. <laughs> Why? Because you're hungry. Mm-hmm. Right? Here's the thing. When you are in a situation that isn't ideal, mm-hmm. maybe you didn't get what you wanted. You know, maybe you didn't get as much of a raise as you wanted, mm-hmm. or you're going to go, you know, like you said, eat mm-hmm. someplace you want, yep. or the job that you want, or the position, or the roles, or the business deal, or whatever. The thing is, think about situations where that has happened to you in the past, and you always made it. You're still here. Mm-hmm. You're still here. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things I learned even when I didn't have a job and finances were just so tight and I had to deal with the kids and, you know, relationships and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like now when something goes wrong, I'm like, I've been through worse. Mm-hmm. I've been through worse. Like I will make it. Sometimes you just can't see past the month you're in. Gotcha. Well, you said that last year and here you are now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did, I did a, you know, one of the videos you saw, the motivational videos, you mm-hmm. saw the 30 days of self-improvement, which yep. is on my Facebook now and my YouTube now, yeah. um, you know, was talking about just, making it through mm. you know if you don't like where you're at right now plant the seed gotcha plant the seed you're going to reap something today you're reaping what you did yesterday maybe mm-hmm. even a month or a week year from now mm-hmm. right yeah so you plant the seed and you don't get impatient it's it's winter it's harsh you need the seed you really want the seed mm-hmm. if you go and try to pluck the seed out of the ground in mm-hmm. winter it's you're gonna kill it right it's not going to do anything for you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be underdeveloped. It's going to be pointless. Right. You know, you have to wait it out. Mm. You know, so when things don't go your way right away, have patience. Mm. You know, especially when you're collaborating mm-hmm. with someone. It's not just your perspective right. in this mm-hmm. anymore. There are other people that have to eat. You know, I know Elsie <laughs> wants to go somewhere, but your daughter has to eat too. Right. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, people have allergic reactions or they can't eat certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of my colleagues, 
is a, a vegetarian or a vegan okay. or gluten-free or a combination of both. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm Jamaican. I'm a meatosaurus. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I'm a carnivore. Yeah. But um, at first I got ticked off, man. I was like, you don't have to eat it, but you could order a team lunch with some meat in it. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. And I had to say to myself, but you get to eat. You're not paying for your lunch today. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It was actually pretty good. <laughs> It tasted like there was meat in there, you know? Gotcha. I got a different perspective. Mm. I now found an alternative that could possibly help me eat healthier. Mm. You know? A substitute. So we have to really look at the other person's perspective and know that even though it's not what you want, you're still going to gain something out of this. You're still going to learn something out of this. And when we get serious and talk about the community, mm-hmm. And finding solutions mm-hmm. for how to educate young men, mm-hmm. young black men in particular, mm-hmm. you know, how women are treated and viewed in the workplace. Mm-hmm. You know, a woman's role in a family now that mm-hmm. they are professionals and that they are coming to the table with just as much, if not more, as you. Mm-hmm. You better collaborate. Mm-hmm. You, you better collaborate, you know. Because she can help you out just as much as you can help her mm-hmm. out. And you guys can help the community out just as much as members in the community can help you. Right. Right. It's not individual. We're so one CEO, one CFO. Mm-hmm. You know what? Get all the finance people together. Sit in a room with the whiteboard. Buy some lunch. Figure it out. Don't come out until you have a solution that everybody is all right with or the consensus of everybody's all right with. Gotcha. Now you got all kinds of perspectives. Mm-hmm. You ask everybody in your family, what do you guys want? You see four out of five want, you know, something with a little bit of spice in it, then you could probably go from there. Mm-hmm. And the one person, they're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> but I'm sure they'll find something that they can like, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, collaboration is important. And, uh, you know, taking other people's perspectives mm-hmm. in terms of partnership gotcha. for the end goal gotcha. is important. Gotcha. So I had a couple points, and then I want to talk about your book. Mm-hmm. So... The, the couple of things that I wanted to say is when um, both in, in business or whatever I'm doing, I always try to promote the one team attitude, right? You know, even like you said before, even though you, you have different functions, mm-hmm. we're one team. Um, so if we're a relay race, uh, relay team, um, again, going back to the Olympic uh, example, and I pass the baton to you and you drop it. Okay, we drop the baton. We drop the baton. Right. It doesn't matter who did it. We all get disqualified. Right. So having that one team attitude, that mentality, I think is super important, whether, again, if it's at home or um, on your job or when you're collaborating with um, with other folks. Um, So with that said, tell us about your book. Oh, boy. The book, you know, um, like I said, a, a year ago, a little over a year ago, uh, around now was just a bad time, man. It was rough. Life was rough. I just started the business in um, mid-June, early July. Mm-hmm. You know, the concept existed for a while, but, I, you know, officially that time. And I would, you know, figure out that, you know, I like to read. Okay. I've got a ton of books. And, you know, truth be told, I never finish a book. I'm so <laughs> embarrassed to say that. But, you know, I go through the contents and I go, ooh, that stands out to me. And I, and I read it and mm-hmm. then I put it down and I find another book. And, you know, and I said to myself, wow. I saw uh, Tony Evans is one of my favorite, you know, pastors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and it said like over 250,000 copies sold. And, you know, engineer, I just did the math. And I was like, <laughs> you know, at 10 bucks a pop, mm-hmm. you know, that's a couple mil. You know, and mm-hmm. let's just say he's. Spends five, six bucks a copy. He still mm-hmm. got over a million dollars. Justin Booksell, he sat back mm-hmm. for six, seven months and got all that income in. And I went, wow, what a great thing. I love to, to speak and to, to get the knowledge out there. And mm-hmm. what I've learned actually through my business is sometimes I like to write more than I like to speak. And so looking at this book concept, I said, man, I sure would like a, to write a book. But, you know, Tev, Tony Evans is a little older. Les Brown is another one of my favorite speakers. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, he's a little older. He's writing books. T.D. Jake's writing books. And mm-hmm. I'll write one when I'm older. You know, maybe I'll have more experience. And mm-hmm. then my mentor, um, my mentor's colleague uh, is, is doing what I like to do. You know, she's got her own business. She's doing speaking and, mm-hmm. and uh, coaching and diversity and all that. And so I, I took it upon myself. Like I said, I find people that are doing it good, and I just mm-hmm. go call them. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Hey, so what's going on? Um, tell me about yourself. Tell mm-hmm. me about your business. Mm-hmm. What do you do?" Gotcha. And she said, "Well, she like like me said, what do you do?" Mm-hmm. 
you know, and um, I told her my story. And she said, wow, you know, I'm writing a book and it's a compilation of authors. Okay. And it's the, called The Call. Mm-hmm. The C-A-L-L stands for Character, Accountability, Love, and Leadership. Okay. She said, I really think you should write yours on the accountability side. And I said, nah, I'll write it on the character side. She goes, no, 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 no. And she went through her little spiel and told me why it would fit. Mm-hmm. I agree. And she said, I want you to write in this book. Okay. I want you to be one of the authors in this book. All right. And I thought to myself, you know, because this was in March. And you know, I'm thinking six, seven, eight months down the road. I didn't think. I, I'm thinking six, seven, eight years down the road I might write a book, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, she said, well, 25, 3,000 words, you know, we'll start there. And, you know, um, I sat down. And went and said, I just don't know what to write. I don't know if they call it writer's block, but it's the first time I've written. You know? okay. And I took a little walk and came back and just said, talk about your situation, man. Mm-hmm. I wrote from 9 p.m. to about 2 a.m. in the morning. Okay. Had about 17 pages written when I was done. Okay. Gr- grammar was all off, mm-hmm. fragmented sentences, punctuations, whatever. But man, did I get it out. Mm-hmm. And I realized... I was like tired, mm-hmm. not physically, but emotionally I was tired because I got my story out. Gotcha. I came to grips and the editor was great. Mm-hmm. She would, I thought she was just going to give me punctuation. And she said, but why did you make that choice? Mm-hmm. I said, well, I made it because blah, 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 blah. She said, well, that's what you wrote, but I'm asking you why you wrote it. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Come back to me in three days. I'm thinking to myself, three days, I'll come back to you in three hours with this. <laughs> and she made me think. And about five days later... I came back to her, you know, mm-hmm. and it was very therapeutic. Okay. It allowed me to identify with a lot of mistakes I made in the past. Okay. And above all, the root cause of it mm-hmm. as it related to me as a person, gotcha. not knowing who I was as a person, not identifying with my passion and my purpose. Mm-hmm. And I could see uh, through writing that I discovered myself. Okay. I had to go through that pain. Gotcha. I had to go through the very rigorous discomfort of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, Elsie, that's one thing that we all do is we're so scared to explore and examine ourselves because mm-hmm. we may not like what we see. Gotcha. Gotcha. So tell us when it's coming out, mm-hmm. where people can get it. Yeah. And I believe you guys are, are doing a book signing as well. Yes. So yes. give us all the information about that. Yeah. So the, the book is officially out now. Um, uh, one of my co-authors actually that's in the book is uh, from Milwaukee. There's three of us. Okay. Um, Alonzo Kelly. Okay. Is from uh Mo- from the Wisconsin area. Uh, Nick Dillon, who's my mentor. Okay. Is uh from the uh, Milwaukee area and myself. So we've got three Wisconsin authors, uh, in this book compilation, each telling our own stories, right? Okay. Okay. And so the book is out right now. Um, you can go to my site McFarlaneGroup LLC.com. Okay. And if you click under resources, there's a link for book and uh, you can purchase. There'll be a, a PayPal button that you can uh, have there um, where you can purchase the book. Okay. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, right now we're getting the inventory in, you know, getting people in. And um, in terms of the uh, book signing, that's going to be on September 10th. Saturday, September 10th, from 9 a.m. to noon at JCP Construction um, on uh, MLK Drive, on Martin Luther King Drive. And um, Nick and I will be there. Um, We'll have uh, copies of the book uh, to personally sign. We'll be both speaking at the event, taking questions, really allowing the audience to drill us and rip us apart on our story. (laughs) You know, we're both very transparent. And I like to kind of coin myself as... uh, professionally unorthodox gotcha. you know i'm gonna give it to you real mm-hmm. but i'm just gonna do it in a way that doesn't offend you gotcha right so um really excited about the book and uh just to kind of let people know i'm uh soon to start my second book um which which will be focused on my concept of rise of rebranding re- uh, redefinition of self mm-hmm. um inspiration spirituality and empowerment and the 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 journey uh deeper look into the, my journey to allow me to arrive at where I am now, okay. which is um, the story of my rise. So, yeah, book out, McFarlaneGroupLLC.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. If you go to YouTube, because YouTube has a way of naming the page so weird, mm-hmm. just go in the search bar and type in the McFarlane Group LLC. You'll see my Lion logo. You click on that, and it'll have, right now at least, um, my 30-day self-improvement 
challenge where we talk about a different topic for self-improvement each day. Awesome, awesome. Well, time has flown by. Yeah, it has. Um, as usual. When We've got to get that latte, man. I hope they didn't close. You know? No, no. We, we should be all good. And all right. We're going to go do that and support uh, the Steaming Cup here in Waukesha. Absolutely. Um, so thank you so much for, for joining me. Um, it's been a wonderful conversation. Um, I've been talking with Claude McFarland. From, he's the president and CEO of the McFarland Group, LLC. Don't forget to go to the book signing. It's going to be September 10th at jcp construction mlk drive and that's from 9 a.m to to noon noon. so make sure you go out there and and support uh this wonderful wonderful person um i've enjoyed getting to know you both before the the interview and our conversation now so um i I tell people all the time i I do this show because i enjoy meeting cool people right and i'm just um uh, ecstatic to be able to to continue that with uh with you and um, much success. I wish that I hope that the lines are so long on September 10th that you'll get um, hot and tired and have to come back and, <laughs> and sign books for another couple of hours. Um, so thank you again for being on the show. And thank you guys for listening. You've been listening to Enterprise Now on WQYLDB Radio. Thank you again. And we'll see you next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.